Hi there, welcome back to Cut the Crypt, a weekly podcast where we deepen your understanding of the crypto world and in the coming weeks on the blockchain world as well. I'm your host Ruhas Nagpal. Last week, Ria, the show's producer, and I discussed the Binance ecosystem and the Binance smart chain. This week, we are going to discuss a few other popular public blockchains briefly. Hey Ria, welcome back to Cut the Crypt. Hi Rohas. Thank you. And you're right. We're going to discuss a few other popular public blockchains today. It's going to be more like a rapid fire round I feel cuz uh, there's uh, so much ground to cover. So, let's begin by talking about Algorand. Can you explain this blockchain, talk about it a bit more how it started and also what's its consensus mechanism and native crypto? Sure. So, Algorand uses pure proof of stake as a consensus mechanism and its native crypto is Algo, A L G O. So what I like about Algorand which by the way is a new generation blockchain and what I really like the best about it is is its Algorand standard assets. So these are those smart assets that run on the blockchain's layer 1 and they could be fungible, non-fungible and even restricted fungible and restricted non-fungible assets. So what I like best about them is firstly there can be a rule based asset control. So you know the person accessing the blockchain whether is from the business side, compliance they can customize the controls that they get secondly if something goes wrong you can actually quarantine an asset for investigation then just like in the conventional world you do bank account freezing or transfer of assets on algorand you can actually force an asset transfer for legal reasons and permissions can be configured to so that only a white listed address can transact with you and users can opt in whether they want to receive new assets and finally what i like about it also is it has a feature called rekeying which basically means a user can change their private key without changing their public address okay great thanks for explaining that to us next we have avalanche can you introduce us to avalanche talk about its consensus mechanism native crypto sure So Avalanche uses the Snow Protocol family as its consensus mechanism and its native crypto is Avax A V A X. So that's a very popular DeFi blockchain today and what I like most about it is that anyone can launch customized private and public blockchains using Avalanche. And the speeds are phenomenal. So with a transactional throughput of more than 4500 TPS, it actually performs phenomenally better than Bitcoin which is just 7. Ethereum which is 14 and Polkadot which is 1500. And uh, uh, one more thing is that in terms of transactional finality which basically means in how much time can we be very confident that our transaction will now not get reversed. Avalanche is less than 2 seconds whereas in Bitcoin it's a whopping 60 minutes. Ethereum 6 minutes and Polkadot 60 seconds. Interesting. So Avalanche definitely leads there. Absolutely. Super. Let's move to Cardano. Similar question. Uh, tell us what's its consensus mechanism and native crypto. So Cardano uses the proof of stake consensus mechanism, but they've made their own version of it called Ouroboros. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. And its native crypto is ADA. And can you tell us what you like about Cardano? Sure. Actually, I don't like it too much because while on the one hand it's developed and very academically peer reviewed, but when it comes to actual business applications, I'm not honestly seeing too much of uptake in that. So, I think it's one of those blockchains which is not really going to do too well moving forward. 
All right, next up we have Celo. Can you tell us its consensus mechanism and native crypto? Sure. So Celo's consensus mechanism is proof of stake and its native crypto is CELO. So what I like about it is it's the first mobile friendly or mobile first blockchain and the vision behind it is to make financial dapps and crypto payments accessible to anyone with a mobile phone. Its average block time is 5 seconds which is really good and it is EVM compatible. And Celo uses mobile phone numbers mapped to public keys. And Celo transactions are fast and light because the block headers are optimized for fast mobile phone synchronization. Amazing. Moving on to Phantom. Can you tell us its consensus mechanism, native tokens and what you like about it? Sure. So Phantom uses something called the leaderless proof of stake consensus mechanism which is also called Lechesis. And its native crypto is FTM. Phantom is actually a network of blockchains where transactions are finalized in a second and cost a fraction of a cent. Main use cases are payments, digital identity and even medical records. Now some of the things I really like about it is that it conquers the blockchain trilemma. So you know as many people may be aware what we say in the blockchain world that there are three core features but any blockchain can have only two of them. That's between scalability, security and decentralization. You are supposed to get only two because that's how blockchain technology is. But Phantom is probably one of them which can actually give you all three. Because in Phantom each application has its own blockchain. and its performance and stability are not affected by traffic or congestion now this is not the same case in most other blockchains i see so we definitely see phantom having um, a big advantage there absolutely and next up we have polkadot so uh, polkadot's consensus mechanism actually there are two and they sound a little weird one is called grandpa and the other is called babe which are actually <laughs> they acronyms for some really complicated names so i'm not getting into that and the native token is dot or dot now uh, what we must know about polka dot is it's not a conventional blockchain it's actually an ecosystem of interconnected blockchain shards which are called parallelized chains or parachains for simple so a parachain is an application specific chain and it is connected and secured by a single base platform called relay chain and of course parachains can connect to the external world through blockchain bridges which is something we'll talk about in the next episode so can you tell us a little bit more about uh, relay chain and parachain sure so relay chain is the heart of polka dot and it is responsible for the network's security consensus and cross chain interoperability it contains polka dot's consensus and voting logic parachains on the other hand are sovereign blockchains with their own tokens and they are optimized for specific use cases parachains need to pay for connecting to the relay chain understood understood next up we have polygon so now polygon's a little different so actually where it started from is that the ethereum blockchain is slow and costly so polygon actually has a bunch of products and services to solve this problem so polygon software development kit enables the building of ethereum side chains which are blockchains linked to ethereum via two way peg these are of three types one is called plasma chain which basically bundles transactions into blocks which are then batched into a single submission to the ethereum blockchain the second is what we call zk rollups which allow multiple transfers to be bundled into a single transaction and the third is optimistic rollups 
these are plasma chains which also scale ethereum smart contracts and matic is polygon's native token and you can use it for paying transaction fee as a unit of payment in the polygon ecosystem and it also powers polygon's proof of stake side chain so in conclusion polygon is a bunch of scaling solutions and it's also its own proof of stake side chain okay okay now next up we have solana can you talk about its consensus mechanism native tokens and also what you like about it sure so solana uses something called proof of history and tower bft and its native token is sol now i'd honestly say it is probably one of the world's cheapest and fastest blockchains the block time is just 400 milliseconds and transaction fee is less than 1 cent while i have always been a huge fan of solana for its speed low cost and ease of use but there are a lot of things that keep going wrong with it so for example in september 2021 solana suffered an 18 hour outage now that's not supposed to happen in a blockchain because blockchains are supposed to be decentralized having multiple nodes so there should never be a single point of failure and the entire blockchain should never go down but that has happened it also suffered a major congestion in december 2021 then it went down for 5 hours in jan 2022 and the wormhole bridge between solana and ethereum was also exploited in feb this year where hackers stole more than 300 million dollars of crypto so considering all these issues i'm kind of not very bullish on solana anymore yeah yeah that makes sense it does it seems like on the one hand they have something that's very powerful but on the other it isn't reliable absolutely well we have two more on our list for today the next one is stacks again is consensus mechanism native tokens and what you like about it sure so stacks uses something called proof of transfer and its native crypto is stx now what i really like about it is that stacks is actually a blockchain that is bringing smart contracts nfts and dapps to bitcoin since stacks uses bitcoin as a base layer everything that happens on stacks is settled on the bitcoin blockchain stacks connects directly to the bitcoin blockchain through its own proof of transfer consensus mechanism another very interesting thing about stacks is it operates the .btc top level domain name so you can actually get a domain name at a cost of $5 for 5 years and the stacks token can be used for execution of smart contracts processing transactions and registration of new digital assets And finally we have Terra. So again Rohas can you tell us a little bit about its consensus mechanism native tokens and what you like about it. So Terra's consensus mechanism is Tendermint delegated proof of stake and its native crypto is Luna and as of right now this platform is in the news for all the wrong reasons because their algorithmic stablecoin as we've discussed in the past also you know we've said that algorithmic stablecoins in due time all fail. the technology somewhere or the other goes wrong or the financial system just doesn't work properly so terra is basically an open source public blockchain protocol specifically for algorithmic stable coins it enables the creation of fiat pegged stable coins that can be spent saved traded or exchanged on the terra blockchain and they have two main tokens the terra stable coins and luna which is the protocol's native staking token that is used for governance and in mining cool so you know we spoke about again we i think we spoke about 10 blockchains today and we've also covered uh, three more in previous episodes what i wanted to ask you is is there is there a particular blockchain that you're more bullish on 
um, do you see a lot of these fading out, staying? Like we saw the glitches that you mentioned with uh, Solana. So what do you see as the future? What are you bullish on? So I think we have far too many blockchains today. And I believe in the long run, so many of them are not really going to survive. I think the world just needs three blockchain ecosystems. That's Bitcoin, Binance and Ethereum. And other than that, I, I feel most of the other blockchains are kind of going to fade out over time. Because while they may offer a lot of things like, you know, huge number of transactions per second, but do we actually need that? Do we actually have that many applications running on blockchains with that much transaction speed really needed? I don't really think so. So I am bullish on only three blockchain ecosystems. Got it. Um, I just have one follow up to that. Do you think that right now there's, of course, the blockchain space is still um, limited? People are still understanding it for the most part. People are still adapting to it. Do you think when there's more demand as well, we're going to see more bl blockchains flourish or do you see it being concentrated in the, the, the three that uh, you're bullish on? Excellent question. So when we look at the world of operating systems, which have been around for a very long time, it's basically Windows, Linux and Mac. And of course, in Linux, you have various flavors, but the world hasn't really needed 20 operating systems. I think similarly, in the blockchain world, we're probably going to see just these three remaining, but they will grow and they have so much more with them. Like when we spoke about stacks right now, that's actually part of the Bitcoin ecosystem. So Bitcoin ecosystem has a lot more than just one blockchain. So when we look at it from that holistic picture, I think in the future, we're going to see just three ecosystems remain. That's Bitcoin, Binance, and Ethereum. Great. All right. Thanks for explaining that. And uh, yeah, those were all my questions, Rohas. Thanks, Ria. And to our listeners, I hope you found this useful. If you did, do share this episode and let me know on any of my social handles. I'm also launching a free course called APIs for Blockchain and Crypto. Simple to remember, ABC. So do join in and I hope you benefit from that free course. We'll be back next week with an episode on blockchain bridges. And of course, before we sign off, just one last thing to all our listeners. I urge you to follow this podcast and rate it wherever you're listening to it right now. This helps us reach more crypto enthusiasts like yourself and helps these resources find a wider audience. Thanks for listening in and we'll be back next week.